Welcome to the Top Order Podcast. It's World Cup daily time again, day two of Cricket World Cup 2023. It's breakfast time in New Zealand. It's dinner time where I am here in England, so we can't call it World Cup breakfast, but I guess it is if you're down south. We're going to talk a little bit about Holland versus Pakistan and the aftermath of that opening game as well, New Zealand versus England. A bit of dengue fever and other talking points in the early stages of the tournament. Stay tuned. Well, boys, um, yeah, luckily, um, I, it was my birthday yesterday and I, I didn't join the call. I was out for a birthday uh, dinner and, and perhaps pretty good timing from my perspective in hindsight um, after that New Zealand-England game. You boys still basking in the glory of you, or have you come down a little bit um, after your giddy euphoria on yesterday's show? Oh, I'm still pumped, mate, but uh, I don't think I was pumped enough. I got a text from Raj at about six o'clock yesterday when he was watching the highlights and uh, giving me a bit of stick for not being excited enough. Mate, I watched the highlights of that batting innings and I, I said, I'm ready to go for a net now. It was it was that good. Uh, the batting, I, I love seeing good batsmen playing well and um, yeah, very hyped for that win. Um, uh, it's good to... Uh, you know, break the stalemate and actually get a W over the um, the English rather than the, the standard ties and World Cups. <laughs> and, and Stu, nice. I think we we mentioned obviously in the in uh, off air just a few minutes ago. Um, I, I guess we didn't cover all of the probably the talking points that might have arisen out of that game in more general terms about the effect of the conditions, the pitches. Uh, you know what we're going to expect in terms of scores throughout the course of the tournament. Um, yeah, I, I guess it's still very, very early to tell. But before we get on to the Netherlands-Pakistan, which was the game today, where do you want to go with, with yeah with those yeah those comments around conditions and and pass scores etc. Um, after the first couple of games of uh, of this World Cup. Yeah, well, I think the scores thing. Um kind of segues nicely to this Netherlands-Pakistan game because, I, yeah, it was interesting. I mean, when we were talking yesterday about uh, the England game, you know, the England game, the New Zealand game, you're kind of watching it going, this is an, you know, this is an absolute road when England was batting. They were scoring at, at will, really. It was really hard for them to kind of tie them down. Henry and Satin did a really nice job and, and that sort of built some pressure, caused England to, to give away some wickets, um, I think is fair, fair to say. Um, but still, they ended up with 280, sort of, you know, without that much trouble. And, and it was very similar for Pakistan today. They got into some, to some trouble against the Netherlands early on, 30-odd for three. And then they were able to just build a partnership. And suddenly you build that partnership and the runs, you know, go, e- even though this pitch actually looked trickier to score on than the, the England-New Zealand game, it, they were still able to kind of make 280 relatively easily. And I think about that last World Cup, you know, everyone was talking about big scores and, uh, you know, all of that kind of stuff. And it never really eventuated, not to the degree that we thought it might. So, um, but this, the start of these first couple of games, as you say, it's very, very early. It feels like maybe, yeah, 280, you're going to have to score 280 plus in a lot of these games if, you, if you're going to want to win. Whereas, yeah, last time it seemed like you could kind of get away with 230, 240, 250 and bowl well and still be able to get a W. I do think the conditions are an interesting sort of topic to talk about because I, I think that this pitch, the Pakistan-Netherlands one, is more characteristic of what we'll see for the you know the start and middle 
of this uh, tournament. And I guess it's a reason I'm not getting so hyped about the New Zealand victory yesterday is that that's not the pitch that they're going to play on in the when it comes to the playoff games. The um, you know post the round robin, I think the pitches will be slower, lower, and suit more of an Indian style uh, of batting and play into their spinners as well. Um, what did you make, Binksy? I asked Baldy yesterday to kind of look at the English English performance yesterday from your perspective. He tried an accent. It didn't quite work for him. Uh, are you worried about yesterday's uh, result? I guess the biggest point for me would be around the impotence, perhaps, of perhaps of the uh, bowling. Yeah, so look, I did listen to the pods until Baldy attempted that accent and then I turned it off, so I've not, I've not listened to all of your comments. Um, yeah, you see, yeah, your, your question really is, am I worried about England? And, and the answer is no. Um, I, I think if I kind of look at the game, um, and I watched, I managed to watch all of the game. I was yeah, off, uh, off yesterday and uh, yeah, sat with my yeah, younger brother and watched the majority of, of the game uh, throughout the course of the day. So yeah, saw pretty much every ball. And um, I think if I look at um, if I look at the performance, you can't deny that the Black Caps were dominant in that game. Um, you've obviously got a two, you know, two, almost two runs net run rate bump, but it could piss down in the next game. Um, you, there's so many, you know, so many variables. And then, look, I think from an England perspective, I, I'm not really that worried. Um, the, the reality is in the last World Cup, I think we, yeah, we were kind of six and three and, and obviously made the finals. Um I think a you know a scoreline of you know six and three or uh, seven and two and a bit of rain is probably going to get teams through into the course of the the latter stages of this tournament, and, and I think it's that age old age old adage you know don't get too carried away um, you know with euphoria but then also don't get too down on yourselves when you when you lose a game and I, look I think that's the the mantra that England are going to be taking to this is it a speed bump um, yes. But did the team that was in last year's or the last edition's final um, beat the other team that was in um, the last edition of this World Cup final? Absolutely. Um, but I'm not really too yeah too concerned uh, for the future of the tournament based on one game on a pretty good wicket that did get better throughout the course of the game. And uh, I think England's bowling was was where um, yeah we we were really sort of let down. I think a, a little bit of. Uh, yeah, a little bit of rustiness, particularly with the with the seamers, Wokes and and Wood, would be my take on it. So yeah, not not overly concerned. How about as we move to to this game, Binksy Pakistan was was someone that or was the side that you uh, predicted is going to win this tournament. A uh, bit of a scratchy start for them. I've just mentioned, you know, they were thirty eight for three, ended up getting getting their way to to two eighty, but. You know, even still, a couple of bumps on the road on on the way there. I think actually, you know, it looks. Uh, you look at the scorecard and it looks very sort of st- stock standard, easy win for Pakistan. But I don't think it was was quite that. They had a lot of uh, you know probably nervy moments along the way. Again, we're we're talking about the first game of of their tournament. Uh, anything you've seen in the way they lined up today, the way they uh, performed today, that has uh, backed up your claims or, or given you any pause? Um, again, look, I think at the, the start of the tournament, you want to win. And, you know, if you win and you're a little bit rusty and you've got things to work on, I think that that's probably a good thing um, rather than, you know, potentially 
uh, winning, you know, really, really easy. You know, if you kind of want to look at taking some, you know, some positives or negatives, even from yesterday's game, um, only two guys got a bat really for New Zealand. So, you know, how's the form of the rest of the guys? Um, and look, I say that firmly tongue in cheek, but if I look at this, you know, we talked in the preview show a hell of a lot about uh, Babra Azam, Fakazaman, and, and Imam, I think, as, as key players at the bat. None of them get, you know, got runs. Granted, Mohamed Rizwan's, you know, been been in pretty good nick the last couple of years. He, he got a score. Seed Shaqili, who's looked really good as well over the last 12 months, got a score. But I think ultimately that was a real, you know, it was a potential banana skin. And particularly when you look at the run rates, you know, Pakistan scoring at what, five and a half, near, you know, near, something like that, nearly six and over probably. Um, my math is terrible. But then I, I think from a Netherlands perspective, if they'd have just had one more contribution, you know, Skipper getting a duck, uh, for example, probably didn't help. If they'd have had one more guy who got 30 odd, there'd have probably not been a massive amount um, between the two. So I think the most important thing for Pakistan, I think, is getting the, you know, getting the win in these early stages um, and probably coming out of it unscathed from an injury perspective. And if you do that, I think you're going to be pretty happy as you as you work your way um, into the tournament. So, um, yeah, I, I think, as you alluded to, the, the scoreline in this game probably looks as if it was a lot more straightforward than it uh, than it was. Um, Rick Runjit Singh got... Uh, Netherlands off to a really good start, batted really, really positively, hit some, you know, um, yeah, some pretty imposing boundaries. So, look, I think that they'll take a, a little bit out of this game. Um, and look, potentially, you know, they've said they want to make the semi-finals. And I guess, you know, if you're coming into a World Cup, you've got to have that mentality. You want to want to win the tournament. But I do think the Netherlands could, you know, actually prove not to be a potential banana skin, but someone might actually slip up on them throughout the course of this tournament. Yeah, I think if you're if you're Pakistan, uh, you're happy that you've done what you need to win this game. Uh, they were in trouble early. They'll be a bit disappointed that Rizwan and Shaquille didn't go on and one of them at least post a, a bigger score, you know, three figures, to get them home. Uh, but the real sort of kicker for me is that last partnership between Nawaz and Shadab Khan. Uh, that actually is the difference in this game. That 100-odd, almost almost 100 runs, I think it was, just under, um, that they did to, to close out that yeah. game uh, was where the, the winning and losing happened. With the Netherlands, they will they put themselves in a position to win this game. Uh, e- even with the bat, they're in a great position uh, through those middle stages, but Unfortunately, the middle order there let them down when they had those uh, flurry of wickets through the sort of mid twenties or uh, mid twenty overs there. But I think they'll be happy with the foot uh, the foot that they put forward, both with the ball and with the bat, um, and it'll just make them hungrier to, to to win the next one. Yeah, I mean, you know, we're thirty eight for three, and then at that point uh, for Pakistan, saw Shaquille, you know, pretty much runs one to slip, doesn't get taken. Ayan Dutt started, uh, you know, started the innings for for the Netherlands. I think that'll be something that's that a lot of teams will take away. He bowled really, really well at the start to those two left-handers, and other teams might see that and think, okay, well, that's something we can we can potentially exploit. It certainly won't surprise me if that's the first time, uh, the only time uh, that we see, uh, you know, an off-spinner come and bowl to to those two Pakistan left left-hand openers. So. Um, I think that's something that a lot of teams will, will look at and Pakistan will also be looking at and going, OK, well, if, that, if that's how teams are going to attack us, what can we do? And then, yeah, as you say, you know, 
the Netherlands were 120 for three. They were in a position where you're looking at, uh, you know, just they've, they'd built that platform that they needed to then kick on. They, they go into, even they go into 20 overs to go, they're 150. They'd lost five wickets, but, you know, you need 130 from the last 20 overs. That's very, very, you know, not, I, I mean, I, I sort of want to say that's easy these days for, for sides with wickets in hand. So if Harris Ralph doesn't come in and chip those couple of wickets away, the Netherlands are in a very, very good position to win that game. So, yeah, like you say, I, I think they'll, you know, they'll obviously be disappointed that they didn't win that game, but I think they'll be pretty happy to think, you know, we've pushed Pakistan pretty hard here and we're going to be a tough out for, for every single team in this tournament. And we've got a real opportunity to try and, to try and pick up a couple as we as we go forward. Should we talk a little bit Boys, about conditions? If, if we're looking Boys? ahead. Yeah, 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 sure. What uh, um, I mean, I think that the interesting thing about the conditions is that um, as we go on, we're probably going to see a bit more from all the different places. I guess that's the, the part that as we're sitting here, you know, two games in, we haven't really seen, yeah, all the different venues. and. I think today we're going to see the first uh, the first day game, and I suppose how that kind of changes changes the situation because yeah, I th- there aren't many day games in this tournament. There are only basically only the double headers are the day games. So there's not, and I, I could be could be wrong, but I think most teams only probably play one one day game as as they go out, and you would think that that's going to have a, a big bearing on things so far. Um, you know, you look at those. I mean, even just thinking about the crowd numbers, crowd numbers have seemed quite low, uh, but you know the it's so it seem it appears so hot, obviously when during the day, and that's going to have an impact on these teams when they're playing these day games. So, yeah, what actually just while while I mentioned crowds, what did you guys make of all of that? There's been a lot of talk about the the disappointment, um, but then I've seen some numbers saying that uh, that that crowd New Zealand. England, I don't know how realistic whether this is actual sales, uh, sales or you know one of those. Sometimes Raj and I go to the Warriors and and uh, well, not this year. This year has been completely different. But we've been to the the Warriors at times, and it's been a, what appears a very small crowd, and then the crowd number actually comes up, and it's it seems a good few thousand more than more than uh, you actually see when you look around the ground. But um, you know the England. New Zealand game forty seven thousand, I think it said, and but you know you're watching it on TV and it looks like just no one in the ground, and today looked no different for for Pakistan Netherlands. The the problem is that anything, unless you get a hundred thousand people at the Nandra Modi Stadium, it's got to look empty anyway. Uh, mm. You've got nothing to compare it to from a size perspective. Uh, it did look like. The crowd was a little bit low, but I don't think we should judge this until we see the uh, India-Australia game uh, in a couple of nights' time uh, and see what the crowd looks like then. I think um, once India plays a game, it'll kickstart the crowd. Um, There is some interesting sort of news coming out around ticket sales, when they're going on sale. A lot of the Indian games are not actually on sale yet. Uh, so it's uh, yeah, it's interesting to see what that what that looks like. Does anyone uh, have any idea actually? Uh... Sorry, Stu, you're on mute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, sorry, boys. Uh, oh. Carry on. You just carry on. I was, my my oh. uh, two year old just stormed into the Jumped room. In. I had to I had to send him off. 
I thought you were cutting me off. Um, my question was: Does anyone know uh, the ticket ticket sales? Are they controlled by the ICC or the host country uh, in in the World Cup? Does anyone know that? Good question. Maybe one for us to unpick uh, I tomorrow. I don't know that. Tomorrow. Sorry. Let's unpick that tomorrow. So we'll, we'll do a bit of bit of research. Yeah. Look, my, my two cents worth, of, you know, on this is, I think there's, you know, and, and this has been said. They've missed a massive trick with India not opening the tournament. I think if the hosts open the tournament, it's a mm. big bang. It, you know, there was no opening ceremony as far as I'm aware. So, you know, I, I think they've, they've missed a real opportunity. The only way there was, you know, 44,000 in attendance yesterday is probably if they were counting the limbs of everybody that attended, because I reckon there was probably about ten or 11,000 there. And they've just you know, times that by four for, you know, four arms and legs per person. And that's got the, the number. Um, and then I think the, the other the other piece is that apparently from an administrative perspective, it's not um, yeah just not gone smoothly in terms of ticket sales and logistics for the tournament so far. And I think you know when you look at the fact that the grounds hadn't been confirmed three or four weeks ago, you know the schedule was so late coming out. It's got to be really really difficult. But um, to Raj's point around you know the Modi Stadium being a hundred thousand, um, if that had been opening game at the MCG, you'd have thought it would have been full. Um, certainly, you know, every single ticket was sold in the, um, you know, in, in the Cricket World Cup, um, you know, in the, in the UK um, for, yeah, particularly for the, you know, the, the, um, the, the you know, the bigger games. Um, yes, there were probably some attendances where um, it was some of the, you know, the, the smaller nations playing. But certainly if you'd have got an England-New Zealand game at pretty much any other stadia in, in the UK, I think it would have been sold out. And I think you'd find the same pretty much, um, around the world as well, so yeah, disappointing not not to see um, a bunch of people um, in the grounds. I, I guess on the conditions, Lip and, and Raj, um, it's early in the season, isn't it? And you know, I know India is a big country, but there's been a lot of weather around. So um, you know, all of the pitches that we're going to be playing on are early season pitches at these stadiums. So I think you know you're going to see them be you know, as dry, uh, yeah, so it, not as, as dry. You're going to see them with as much moisture as they're probably going to have throughout the course of the tournament. Uh, I think as we get, you know, as we get further through the tournament, I think we'll see more and more spin. Um, but then I think the venue for tomorrow's game in um, Dharamasala, uh, you know, is going to be one of the one of the cooler places to play. Um, I think it's at altitude. Um, so, yeah, I think, um, you know, you'll see fast bowlers blowing a little bit. Um, but you, you know, you'll probably then also see the ball go a long way, and um, and, and Nick's carry for for the seamers as well at, at that ground as well. So I think um, that's the beauty that they're going to play at some very very different venues, and it, you know it's probably going to be the likes of Chennai where we see a bit more spin, maybe. So look, I think that that's going to be really really good for the tournament and for you know the teams that that get through to the final stages will have had to play in you know really really different conditions and. And that should, you know, that's good. That's a test of, you know, of the teams that want to want to be on the podium at the end of it, right? Oh, absolutely. But before we kind of uh, finish up, is there anything else people want to touch on on this game? At the, the uh, I, I did want to just give a shout out to to Buster Leader. Uh, you know, awesome performance from him today. Picked up picked up four four with the ball. Absolute uh, ripper to pick up Muhammad Rizwan. Uh, and then, yeah, as you as you were saying, him and uh, Singh were going along really nicely there, put Pakistan, uh, put the Netherlands in a in a really nice position. So yeah, a shame for him to to have such an impressive you know pick up four for get sixty seven and and come away on the losing side. But I think you know he's held his head up high. And actually, you know, it, 
when I was watching him and watching uh, the Netherlands in general, and and even just thinking about um, you know the the sides uh, all all throughout the tournament. Raj uh, made a point yesterday about uh, you know Raj and Ravindra being you know all the IPL sides are going to be watching him, and and I think that's something that we we don't sort of think about as much uh for you know sides like the netherlands you know maybe the ipl sides aren't aren't going to be lining up after this tournament maybe they are hopefully they are but there's so many leagues around the world now you know guys are playing for their opportunities to to you know for their livelihoods really putting themselves on on the shop in the shop window so yeah really good really good performance from from buster later and yeah hopefully uh this kickstarts his tournament and, and he can crack on Yeah, look, absolutely. It's a it's a great shop window for all of these guys. So I think, um, yeah, as well as the the collective performance for the Netherlands and, and them wanting to you know create some upsets through the course of the tournament, um, I'm sure there'll be a few guys. Yeah, definitely looking at maybe CPL deals or big bash deals. Um, and who knows, you know, uh, they, they might get themselves in that um, in that auction room as well for for the IPL, which you know will, will be great to see. Um, you know, talent represented from a, from a number of countries, as we've seen really with you know um, a few of the you know the, the Afghan um, and even Irish guys. You know, the likes of Josh Little getting picked up, uh, Mohammed Nabi, um, obviously Rashid Khan playing all around the world as well. So yeah, I, I think good for yeah good for the Netherlands boys definitely. Um, might, might get a little bit of a crawl in the bank um, over the course of the next couple of years. Guys, I, I think unless we've got any other components Raj anything you want to wrap up on you got one thing just one more thing just going back on the ticketing sales uh, they've just announced as commencing tomorrow uh, the online ticketing platform for the ICC World Cup so um, hopefully there will be more ticket sales going forward and people can get to the games <laughs> brilliant yeah. well look, we'll keep an eye on the crowds over the course of the next uh, few days so as we mentioned I think uh, the game tomorrow kicks off um, yeah, I'll get the times wrong for our New Zealand listeners, but 6, uh, 6 p.m. in New Zealand, 6 a.m. Um, in the UK, Afghanistan, uh, Bangladesh, match three of the World Cup. We will be back most days throughout the course of the tournament. If you do want to um, pick up some points and brownie points, uh, join our Cricket Draft um, League. So I think links on our social channels um, on Twitter. Um, anyone who had Basilida has got a few points uh, today. So um, good for you if you've got him in your side. He was a, a value pick, I think, around about 92,000 of your budget would have been spent on him. I've made that up, by the way, but it, yeah, it was certainly in that um, in that region. So have a look on the socials if you do want to join the Top Order Podcast League on the Cricket Draft. Um, I think all four of us have got teams in. I promise I might even try and change my captain at least once throughout the course of this um, edition of it. I think the last time I just picked my squad and, and, and let it rot. So um Jump on the socials if you want to find that out. If you do want to raise any points on the social channels as well, please do jump onto Twitter, um, Instagram or YouTube. Leave us a comment and we'll try and cover it on the next edition of the show. Um, anything you want to see in these daily wrap-ups, please do let us know. We'll, of course, be talking about the cricket in action, but try and pick up on some of the off-the-field um, stuff as well. But for now, it is, um, well, I was going to say good night and good bless. It is good night and good bless from me here just outside London, but it's... Um, uh, good morning um, and Kiora from from the guys um, on the podcast in New Zealand, sitting in their dressing gowns in Auckland this morning. Um, but we will uh, we'll be back tomorrow with more World Cup news. Thanks for listening. See you soon.